sticks. It is in the dial that we trust. And as our civilization teeters on the brink of fatal collapse, the value of broadcast gold has soared to unimaginable heights. Join us in the conflux of radio's emerging superpowers. Chris Troy Pavala, T. Sterling Watson, Wendy Lou Aphorismo, and Michael James DuPaul. Cozy up in your bunkers and hope for salvation. This is The Lost Eye. wasn't going to happen here it is episode 97 of the lost dial we're powered by allnoiseradio.com uh, if you forgot who i was my name is michael james dupaul <laughs> sitting across from me is my brother and companion here in the lounge t sterling watts what up what up good morning ladies <laughs> oh i know some ladies missed that <laughs> lovely greeting <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm sure uh, that they did <laughs> well just um 
<clears throat> just to uh, you know ease your minds, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't drop off the face of the earth. To me, it, it feels like I mean we record the last time we recorded, uh, we recorded a full length show, mm-hmm. Furbies for everyone right, right. for Christmas, just to uh, <laughs> just to appease those those uh, Christmas yeah. delights, I guess. <laughs> Uh, we recorded with uh, Aunt Cindy back on a Wednesday. Uh, That's like a year ago. Before Christmas. To me, honest to God, it does. It feels like it was, um, it was a year ago. It really does. Because it was. Um, it is, t- today is January, what, 11th? Mm-hmm. All right, so I mean, we're not... The last e- time I think it was like February, not February, wow. Uh, December 19th, maybe we were recorded? December 19th. I remember because I put the wrong date when I was... Uh, coding files or whatnot and yeah it's been a, it's been a while it's almost been a month no, no i'm thinking about it i mean and the whole week you know the up you know let's say the half a week before christmas and then the week you know christmas to new year's i don't know it's all such a blur to most people mm. and it goes by really quick so I'm not even really counting that. Now that we really are looking at dates, yeah, it has almost been a month. But let's let's scrap the end of, of December. We're not even halfway through January. But like I said, I, uh, I miss this. I miss, I very much miss being behind the microphone, doing the lost dial. Indeed, um, indeed. And so I guess something that you really enjoy doing once you uh, are... Uh, taken away from it for a little while, um, for whatever reason. I mean, we did kind. Of, it, it was our our Christmas or our hol- holiday, our holiday extravaganza, a holiday hiatus, hiatus. Yeah. holiday hiatus. That's, that's what it was. Uh, but you know, we all we all got to take one. But we're back now, and um, so we we ate plenty um, and and dined and celebrated. Well, at least I did. Yeah, most of the time because. Working the two jobs at the time, it was it was a trip, but we're back. We're, I'm 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 well rested. We survived. Oh yeah, we survived. Uh, Twenty uh, what <laughs> December twenty first, twenty twelve. Nothing happened. Oh okay, so that was uh, the last time we recorded. Was it, it was a couple days, right? The twenty first. Okay. And the only thing that happened to me um, was that my uh, a fuse blew in my car. That was, oh, yeah. and it happened that on that date. I'm like, oh no, the world is ended. I can't what, play uh, my iPod anymore. Uh, <laughs> I charge my phone. No, nothing. Um, I'm trying to think of what I did on that day, but for some reason that one doesn't uh, doesn't really register as a. It was like an, uh, an actual even even a day that existed in my life. Actually, <laughs> now that I now that I think about it, I uh, I'm I'm really really uh, reaching to try and uh, dig up what might happen. But I well, because I was really hoping that there would be an actual time mm-hmm. that some of anything would start happening. As we were joking before, you know, the alpacas, I was wondering when that was going to start the, you know, start their stampeding. Um, oh, the, how the alpacas were going to dominate? The alpacalypse, yeah. yeah the alpacalypse. Um, They're going to, uh, what, ch- stampede us down? I guess the human so, yeah. race and uh, take over the earth. Coming from wherever they, they're, they're from. Because they're so smart. Coming from wherever they're from, I don't know. alpacas. Oh, we also know when the world is ending because the dolphins will leave. That's a... Uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference there. Right. Sharks will stop eating people. Um, they will <laughs> Dogs lose. and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Um, Is that Bill Murray? It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's, 
It's funny. I, I was watching Zombieland last night. Have you seen Zombieland? I have not seen Zombieland. All right. So I know you're not a big fan of the zombie films. Well, I figured this one was somewhat genre. different because it's more of like it's, a comedy. Yeah, and... it's a com- comedic spin on the whole thing. And um, uh, whether you know or not, I guess I'm not spoiling it. No, I knew he was Bill in Murray it. makes a little appearance. So it's they were trying to keep it a secret when they were making the movie. I think it eventually leaked out yeah. that there's a, oh, surprise, you know. Whatever. Um, He's not in it long enough. I, uh, I, you know, Bill Murray. Um, yeah, uh, I can't see. I can't see how everybody um, could all band together and be like. I think someone just you know, was that a sonic boom? Is that is the world ending today? <laughs> um, you know, everybody band together and be like, Bill Murray's the funniest guy on the earth. Either, you know, you find Bill Murray very funny, or I could see some people not finding Bill Murray funny. I find Bill Murray funny in certain movies mm-hmm. back when, it, you know, all of his roles were comedic roles. Right, right. And then he took a, a dive into dramatic uh, acting, mm-hmm. which... Um, which a lot of comedians tend to do. Yeah. Well, not a lot of Well, yeah, yeah a lot of enough them, of them do. A lot of them. Uh, I think he does a great job, actually. I think uh, Bill Murray has... Um, He's um, sewn himself into the, uh, the uh, A-list, maybe? Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, I think maybe he might have always <laughs> been in the A-list, because he he's do a big name. You, do, you, do you consider comedic, or comedians, or comedic actors? He didn't, I don't, did he start off as a comedian, or was he just uh, in movies? He started off in guy. Saturday Night Live. Oh, right, yeah, that's all right, okay. So, okay. and yeah. I, the people there... Um, which I'm I'm learning more about. Like they might not necessarily start out with stand up, but they might start with like um, sketch comedy, like at like UCB or um, which is the Upright Citizens Brigade or second, any second uh, or Second City, second yeah. City. yeah. So they'll they'll start out at places like those, which it's not really stand up comedians, but stand up sketches, I guess. I hate to do an improv. So in my mind, like I don't know, comedic actors, I kind of set them aside in my mind as like their own category versus um, like traditional actors versus like traditional Tom actors or... right and then when they decide to at some point in their career transcend over into you know the regular actors world that's when they like you know what i said he sewn himself into you know like the, the a-lister A-list. spot he was definitely an a-lister on his side mm-hmm. but uh until he uh, proved himself as being a pretty damn good actor all around. Yeah, many. So would you say he's an A-lister now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because about to say his last movie, um, <clears throat> which I think it came out, um, where he's playing uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I just watched the trailer. I'm like, wow. Franklin Delano. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is impressive. He's, I uh, I would very much like to see that role. He uh, likes to uh, appear in Wes Anderson films, normally right, playing right. A, a weirdo. <laughs> not necessarily. It's a, like a not subtle necessarily comedic a funny role. guy. It's but like it's, subtle comedy. It's black com. I'm sorry, but you know how they, <laughs> you know how they say the black comedy. I know, and, and <laughs> that's that's a term that I've always kind of terms of endearment. It's, it's been confusing sometimes to me because I hear black comedy and I'm thinking it's like a Martin Lawrence movie, and. Then, but it, it might mean what they really mean is maybe a dark comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. 
But then, and I would, had mentioned this to somebody, or maybe I just tweeted it and thought I was talking to somebody. Um, but I would like to see a dark black comedy. A dark black comedy. Yeah, or a black dark comedy. Or a white black dark, um, <laughs> mildly gray, Fifty Shades of Gray comedy. Fifty Shades of Gray comedy. Oh yeah. boy, what's with this Fifty Shades of Gray? I mean, I am a um, up and coming writer, <laughs> author, and um, I'm wondering how these people. Um, I'm wondering how these people who at one point in their lives um, lived in the backseat of their station wagon, ate out of dumpsters, and then wrote this book, and now they are gazillionaires. I'm not, not that's, that's really what happened to not, the writer? Well, this was J.K. Rowling, for example, oh, okay. um, and uh, her her little thing there that they call Harry Potter. And uh, now, you What's know... What's that about it? Uh, I don't know. Some dork with a little crooked stick goes to a school with wizards. I don't know. Uh, weird, weird stuff. And, uh, you know, she found time in her um, living on the streets life uh, to write this uh, book called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Wand. Something. I, I won't even correct you because I don't even really Turned know. into a whole line of stories, books, which have each one of them has become a film. And she is got so much money that... She's older. She's older. She's richer than the queen, which right. I don't the, know the what queen, that really means. The queen anyway. and the pope combined are jealous of J.K. Rowling. They're going to take her down. Duchess Rowling. She's been knighted. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Can you knight a woman? Do they do that? I don't know. Right. It sounds like, I think that they may, maybe they have. Yeah. It sounds like something that might have happened, but I've never actually heard of a woman being knighted. Are you one who's never seen King Ralph? You know what? I remember <laughs> when it came out, but I never really watched it because uh, I was, yeah. I was a wee child. So what's his face? I love, yeah, I love uh, him. With George Wynn, right? John no, Goodman. John Goodman. <laughs> George Wynn. George Wynn. Uh, I don't John, know, he first <clears throat> John Goodman is a great actor. He never gets too many, uh, Leading roles, but he's the leading role in King Ralph. I don't know when he, he goes. Seem to, like the type that would. Eh, when he goes to knight somebody, he accidentally cuts their ear off, and it's funny. <laughs> but any um. Uh, but I, I just want to wrap up this point. Um, as someone who is you know about to um, you know finish up what I need to do in order to get my novel copy written and then start sending it out to publishers. Uh, like this 50 all right i don't know much about the author the 50 shades of gray but it's a phenomenon right now and it's like what it's about bondage or something i mean and the whole world is gaga over this 50 shades i think that was self-published like through amazon or some kind of internet thing that's kind of what uh part of it a big deal is about because well first of all whoever the author is she i think it was a she one under a a different name That's that's what blows people's mind that a woman wrote about you know oh, such, blow a, my mind such at all. a subject. It, that seems to be what they might be thinking about anyway. I guess since that's, I don't know. I don't that's know what I think. You know, I'm driving but, down the highway and every woman I see driving a car, I'm like, I bet she's thinking about bondage. Right now. <laughs> well, I guess I guess since cheese it's and bondage. It's written by a woman and is is uh, uh, has a woman's point of view because it's I mean through the eyes of the woman, I guess. Um, because this is a shout out to the porch cast because they played a clip from uh, with Gilbert Godfrey reading it. So, reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> so they. Uh, uh, so apparently, I know that it's the woman who's narrating. So it would have 
I'm, I'm not saying it has to be a woman who writes it or to get to capture the woman's voice. But the the clip that they played was it um was it graphic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it was also pretty funny. So, <laughs> I mean, funny coming it, from him, from right, Gilbert from him. Godfrey, yeah. right? Because it just. Nothing sounds essential as this Should I voice. impress you with my Gilbert Godfrey impression? <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I can handle it right now. Mm-mm. My ears are too sensitive. You look, a, you look vaguely like a Muslim today with your hat like that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. I just thought I'd tell you. Thank Mm-mm. you. I guess. I don't know how to, how to take that. Um, I don't have many black Muslim friends in my life. You have so. many black friends at all? <laughs> couple. 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 Uh, but anyway, so I'm, I'm just curious, like, you know, how, how does, how does this come about? You know, the JK Rowling phenomenon, I mean, with these stupid little Harry Potter books and she's a gazillionaire now and you know, the 50 shades of gray, I guarantee that this woman was not, you know, packing wads of, uh, dead presidents before this thing happened. I don't think so. I think it was like, I was, I was kind of self-published and. Somebody caught wind of it and just maybe word of mouth and eventually New York Times bestseller or whatever. And I think that's what you need to do. You need to find someone who takes care of that list and have them read it. Let me, um, let me just make an advertisement right now. Oprah. Get uh, Oprah. Yeah, you need an Oprah stamp of approval. <laughs> uh, it's uh, 17 minutes, uh, 15 seconds. Um, my name is Michael James DuPaul. My number is 610-202-2563. I have a manuscript ready to go. Um, I am a new age author in need of an agent. I don't have any money, but I need an agent because I'm very nervous and skeptical about uh, what to do with my, um, with my work of fiction, even with it copywritten, stamped um, by the U.S. government, by the <laughs> <laughs> Copyright Office of the United States of America. I need an agent, people, is what I'm saying. So if there's anybody out there who is listening to my voice and uh, knows anything. I mean, there's a few people I'm going to be uh, speaking with in the near future, but if there's anybody out there that knows about the world of publishing books, first-time authors, unagented authors, contact me, please. Uh, MJDLAX at yahoo.com is my email address <laughs> um, I just said my number before 610-202-2563 uh, I'm and I'm putting it all out there so because um, you're ready you're ready to get I, started I am I am pumped I'm to ready to move up I, to the next level uh, two days ago actually wrote the last sentence um, how did it feel um, I gotta tell you I was uh, it wasn't like a celebratory moment for me I um I've created uh, this small handful of characters that I've, um, you know, molded and sculpted and um, been with for months and months and months and months and months and have written their lives and their story, mm-hmm. killed off a couple of them. And um, to end it is almost like I almost didn't want to stop, even though, you know, I could see where I could just keep going and it would Aren't just... you, is there, is it left open for a no, sequel? No, or no, no. Well, of course, but I would never do that. Hmm. That's um, going to be one of that's those. What, that's what Hollywood does. going to be one of those people. That's what Hollywood What about does. your fans? <laughs> well, I'll just write something different. But um, what if they want to know more about, you know, these characters that you, then they can the ones su- that are alive, then they can, alive. they can suck an egg because that's just how it, that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how the book or ends. fan fiction, maybe Finn fan fiction. They, they can continue the story themselves. Sure. 
then you can give your your stamp of approval. Sure, they can. Um, but that's um, anybody listening to my voice right now that wants to wants to help me out. Uh, wants to, I, I need an agent, basically. I need an agent because you know it'd be great to get a book published, but mm-hmm. once it's published, it needs to go somewhere. Kind of just like the lost dial. If anybody's listening to the words of my mouth and wants to be our prime, <laughs> our prime, um, what's the uh, word? Promotions. PR person. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need PR people. Uh, yeah, I mean, something can be amazing and great, and the world is never going to know about it. Hmm. I mean, like you said, this person who wrote the Fifty Shades of Grey kind of was at the right place at the right time and just the right person. Happened to read it. Right. And then I mean, it just... Bing, Moved bang, on, boom. So. I mean, those are fairy tales that actually do happen. and uh, you know. We want to be fairy tales. Yeah. Well, real-life fairy tales, whatever that means. But, um, you know, just to, yeah, to answer your question, it was, it was weird. I felt as though I, um, uh, I just, you know, I ended. I ended something, and I, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to, to travel down uh, the road of life with these characters I created anymore because it's all over. It's done. Hmm. <laughs> so there, like you just said, there was more that they could have done, but you, you, that was the it's, end. Yeah, it needs, it, you know, uh, so much of, um, you know, so much of art today mm-hmm. is um, beaten, to t- <laughs> is milked for everything it's worth. And uh, uh, I think, you know, if you want to be bold and you want to be good nowadays, I think you need to know when to quit. Yeah. Because, um, like 30 Rock. Yeah, exactly. 30 Rock and Tina Fey is a perfect example of knowing when to quit. Um, the people um, who are in charge of the office, not very good <laughs> at knowing when to quit. I concur with that, <laughs> that, that so. statement. Um, and I think Ricky, Seinfeld Ricky as well. Gervais he knew when, knew when to quit. People. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of Tina Fey, before I forget, uh, she and Amy Poehler are uh, hosting the Golden Globes this Sunday. Baby's Mama? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, just the two of them. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I have it. Is it dumb? No. If I have it, it's not. Well, okay. <laughs> no. I take it back because I do own a couple of dumb movies, but I bought them for uh, reasons that I'm having a hard time trying to explain. <laughs> Good enough. But Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosting the Golden Globes this Sunday. Um, I bet you have news on uh, Golden Globe nominations and stuff. Interestingly no. enough, yes, Oscar nominations, nominations came out yeah, last, not, yesterday. Okay. I didn't know um, what it was for, but I heard some names. But with the Globes, surprisingly enough, and this is surprising to me and for me and people that know me, I don't even really know who's nominated for the Globes. Not too many of them anyway. Um, but I... Probably, um, I was trying to decide because there's a bunch of other shows I like to watch on Sunday, usually with my family because we all are usually all together. Um, But I'm thinking that I might have to break away and watch the Golden Globes because... So you can tweet your ass off. Of course. (laughs) And because it's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I mean, two of the hottest, funniest uh, female comedians. I can concur with uh, Tina Fey, but Amy Poehler... Well, she kind of grows on me. Plus, when she's with Tina Fey, it's like she... fugly. <laughs> really? You think so? She she's got she's got um moments. She plays she, she plays a great agent in that movie, Mr. Woodcock. 
I haven't seen that. Um, what's I know face? about it, though. Sean, the guy, Stifler's. Right, Stifler, and I think what's-his-face is in it, too. Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stifler in uh, like Billy Bob Mr. Thornton. Woodcock. No? No. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Woodcock, uh, Stifler plays a, uh, a motivation. He wrote a motivational book. Mm-hmm. Uh, first-time author. Motivational book. And his agent is Amy Poehler, and she's like, you know, this alcoholic, rowdy, you know, off-the-wall type character. Hmm. Uh, I guess, like, she is in a lot of stuff. Basically, <laughs> basically her, that character, that character that she likes to play. Well, she's, she's doing well with um, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good show. I find myself not turning the channel when it comes on, so I was like, oh, Parks and Rec. When I Rec first saw it, which was a while ago, I just thought it was too much, like, the whole mockumentary, like the office, like, the like office. they were doing in the same format. It's like, well, it's by the same company, the same uh, producers, right? But I mean, there you go. There's an example of not of of milking something great for all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you're right that the very mockumentary successful thing. mockumentary thing with the office. Now do something different because you're capable of it. You know you are. Well, instead of you know a paper office, they decided to do a branch of government. Um, yeah. And then the whole mockumentary thing, I guess, can be applied to Modern Family, but that's just a different kind of show altogether. It's uh, consistently hilarious. Modern Family? Yeah. Well, it's a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Never watched it, have you? I've seen it. Didn't, you know, it's that it. It's that uh, Colombian broad who she's, yeah, of course Columbian she's. Colombian broad, wow. Of course she's beautiful, but wow, is she obnoxious. There's so much more to that show than just her. Would you like to hear my impression of uh, her? Oh my! <laughs> no, I, I, all these impressions that you're gonna do, you fe- you're gonna do is just they've gonna, failed before I me. even tried them. Yeah, so. before you did Gilbert mm-hmm. Godfrey, before you did the only one that, that the only one I'm good at is Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say Cat Williams. I'm really good at <laughs> the other ones. Not so oh much. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Not uh, so much. Mm-mm. But yes, I will be um, watching the Golden Globes, and I forgot when the Grammys are, but I'll probably watch and live tweet that as well. But you are gonna do a. Um, nominations thing yeah just not today i can tell you oh, like not who, today because i actually oh yeah i mean i can read the nominations but yeah. i don't have my predictions yet. yeah no i don't care about your freaking predictions. i knew you wouldn't i just want to know <laughs> i want to hear some names because there's a couple of there's the names that you would like some yeah names and movies and, yeah and i was like oh okay mike's gonna like this you that's why I'm, I'm actually interested yeah. all right in, all right hearing. but i mean i i just roughly heard I, i've been going like um balls to the walls with npr lately mm, and okay. uh, i just kind of i was like maybe like texting and driving but Shameful. npr was on and they were talking about some nominations so i wasn't you you're know, the worst kind of person i wasn't focused on what npr was telling you me. should have been focused on driving i know that's why that was there. <laughs> i saw a baby carriage fly up over the hood i'm like what was that oh what some baby carriage as what? you're tweeting to somebody else some baby yeah Shameful, just shameful. That but, damn baby cat. But I, I won't do the nominations yet because we only got like three minutes left. But um, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get to that in the next part. Um, yes. But I, the Oscars will be February twenty fourth, I believe. Yeah, too many goddamn award shows. There are, but it's award season, and it usually starts, mm-hmm. um, I think, in November, because they have like a whole bunch of the Critics' Choice Awards or. Um, I'm not going to name them all because I don't remember them all. But what about the kids' choice awards? Ah, who cares? No yeah, who cares, cares about kids. what the kids think? I don't. The kids. 
brats. They get everything in the world, Christmas, Easter, the tooth fairy, and then they give them a day where they can choose who's good and bad. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't about. know nothing. That's how Twilight wins all those mm-hmm. awards. It's like, oh, award-winning movie. It's like, you, know what kid, you know what kids spell backwards spells? Dick. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it, because you said kids, so I'm thinking... Stig. Or <laughs> yeah, just kid. Okay. They're a little dick. <laughs> Got to move the yes around. Got it. <laughs> All right. I think we'll go on a commercial break yeah. on that note. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, episode 97 of uh, The Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. We will be right back after these. Welcome to Mr. D's. My name is Anne DeFusco, and I own it with my husband, Bill DeFusco. At Mr. D's, we sell candy, ice cream, cupcakes, and toys. We have over 250 different types of candy and a wide array of nostalgic candy. Our cupcakes, we usually have 20 flavors each day. We make them on the premises, and on the weekends, we have 25 flavors. We do weddings, bridal showers, baby showers, birthday parties, clearly, and we make cakes in any flavor that we offer in our cupcakes. We also have here at Mr. D's Praline Super Premium Ice Cream. It's a very high quality local brand. It's very flavorful and very fattening. We also have toys at Mr. D's that you can buy for your child, niece or nephew. Spend 10 or $15 and get a great nostalgic toy. What's unique about Mr. D's is that we bake our cupcakes from scratch, our own gourmet recipes. We also have the largest candy selection in the state, over 120 bins to choose from. Everything from chocolate malt balls to the traditional gummy bears. So if you're looking for a night out with your family or your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you want a sweet treat, come to Mr. D's for one of our cupcakes, ice cream, or candy treats. Powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. All Noise Radio is an internet radio station that's fully produced by graduates of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. From modern rock to old school hip hop, country to classical, news, talk, sports, and more. It's the noise you can't ignore. Log on to allnoiseradio.com. Fire up the station. Find out more about your favorite jocks. Get the latest CSB news and more. Plus, you can take All Noise Radio with you on the go for free. Just download the Live 365 app to your iPhone, iPod Touch, or BlackBerry and search All Noise Radio. Check out tomorrow's broadcasters today at allnoiseradio.com. Powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Thanks for listening to The Lost Dial. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at The Porchcast and Dee and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show.
Welcome back to the 97th installment of the Lost Dial, powered by <laughs> Parent, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. Pew, 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 pew. Um, it's a good Pepsi. No drinking in the studio. You just uh, uh, tried Dr Pepper right here. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't forget that part. Fascinating. After, well, I guess I did text you and let you know. Um, mm. But yeah, all my well, life. I don't think you texted me. I um, you. Uh, oh wait, yeah, you, I tweeted you. you I tweeted think. it. Yeah. I'm trying to get you into mm. the the Twitter mm. fold a little bit more. Um, but yeah, all all these years of my existence, I never actually had uh, an actual um. Dr. Pepper. A physical Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Um, when my dad worked at Burger King, uh, mm-hmm. manager of Burger King for some odd number of years, um, most of my childhood, I put it that way, I, um, when, I would, when I would get a drink, I would mix all the sodas together mm-hmm. and drink that. But you'd never mix Dr. Pepper. I mixed it in, but I never knew what oh, it tasted okay. like. Nice. So up to that, up till a month ago, I would just thought doc, uh, Dr. Pepper just tasted like some other cola. Mm. Or some no, other. It's, it's very unique. It is a very unique taste. Um, and then I did some research on it just to find out that uh, the people who created it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a taste that's not really meant to be described. It's, it's hard yeah, to you describe. Know, you cannot describe I it can. whatsoever. I've tried anyway. Um, you can? Yeah, to me. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Did you blog about it? <laughs> I didn't blog about it, no. But I think it's, it's probably a subject, subjective um, cr- uh, description of what it tastes like. Because, you know, Dr. Pepper tastes like Dr. Pepper. And people who drink it normally are going to say that. But for me, who I would like to say that my taste buds are experienced. Mm. And they've, uh, they've, they've grown since I was a, a child. So I think maybe you tasting it for the first time as an adult, you know, it's, it's different. So I would Get say, on with it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I had to warm it up first. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it has a, a, a cherry taste to it. Um, a little bit of a vanilla taste to it. Um, so I'm not saying it's cherry vanilla, and there is one other thing that I can't remember what it, what it is. Um, but, but yeah, definitely you can taste a fruit, a fruitiness about it. Yeah. And I think I was talking to my mother about it, and she said that she tasted <laughs> apple. Apple? Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Too bad we didn't have yeah. a couple Dr. Peppers Here right to, now. To, to Maybe in the third segment, we'll both get a Dr. Pepper, and we will both... Um, you know, because we're both uh, writers, we will uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll critique it. Yeah. That's, that's part of that's part of my job as as a foodie. Um, and I'm actually gonna one day I'm gonna get like a little the uh, job that you don't up. get one of the jobs you don't get paid for. <laughs> is that one of those jobs? It is one of those jobs. I'll be I'll be a card carrying mm. licensed foodie, mm. um, okay. and I'll just you know whip it out at times. Like, nope, I'm a professional. Mm. So let me taste this. Make sure you whip out the card and not exactly. the other thing, right? Because um, you might get in trouble for that. Uh, I think it's uh, funny. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do that in the, after the next commercial break. Uh, do some uh, Dr. Pep. Do a Dr. Pepper challenge. Um, Dr. Pep Apple. That's interesting. Like uh, I said, it, it's subjective to every everybody's taste. Mama much, Watson. Mama Watson tastes some apple. I, I believe that's what she told me that she she tasted. Um, hmm. And me, I tasted more cherry. Um, very sweet taste. I mean, it's a very delicious taste. Do you know that there is a Dr. Pepper uh, barbecue sauce on the market? Really? I <clears> Now <throat> I need to go and find and search this. My, uh, my aunt. Uh, funny, um, uh, when I went on my trip with my aunt this past summer to Texas, mm-hmm. where we drove, and then I flew back. But when we drove, uh, 
<clears throat> at every different grocery store we went to, we would buy their brand of Dr. Pepper because she knew that I loved Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Pepper is uh, coincidentally made in Texas. Mm. Dublin, Texas, I guess. That's where they make it. Um, I think maybe we need to try to reach out to them, see if they might want to help us with the show. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, in every, every grocery store, they have their own name, you know. Um, uh, I think the funniest one is... Uh, uh, sh I don't know. Price Choppers. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Now? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I just had to pull it up. I had to look at it. Yeah. Um, price Choppers. Price was, Choppers version of Dr. Pepper is called... Uh, <laughs> I forget, but it's the funniest one. Uh, you know, do there's a Dr. Choice. Um, Dr. Choice is... Uh, I know there's a Mr. Pip, but I don't know what that tastes like. Yeah, Which I don't think is supposed to be a spinoff of Dr. Pepper, but I can mm -hmm. only guess. Dr. Perky. Dr. Perky is Price Chopper's version. Wow. So every what does that taste like? Same. It's exactly, it's Dr. Pepper. Wow. And every grocery store has their own, you know, um, not name brand, uh, generic. Generic. It's generic. Mm. But they're all the same. You know, it's the same. But yeah, I can't, uh, other than Dr. Choice, which is, I think, Sam's, Sam's Club. Yeah, because I think everything they have is, like, choice-related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dr. Perky is, um, uh, yeah, price dropping. Wow, we got to hurry up. There's only 17 left in stock of that it's, one. It's and good. Five left of the Dr. Pepper barbecue <laughs> sauce. Have you ever had it? Yeah, well, that's, uh, to, uh, once again, I start telling a little something, and it never gets finished <laughs> never comes to fruition as i was telling other people that's how our show is we yeah. kind of go off on tangents and then because somebody was asking me how we do the show and i'm like well uh, we, we have stuff written down that we're going to talk about but we end up going off on yeah. tangents and talking about one thing and but anyway the trip to texas you know every grocery store buying a different version of dr pepper um after the trip was said and done um when my aunt came back to connecticut uh she brought me um, from one of the grocery stores, one of the many out in her Dallas Metroplex area, mm -hmm. she brought me a uh, version of Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Mm. And it just so happened we were having a big uh, end of the summer barbecue, and I tried it on all my stuff, and it was dank. It was good. <laughs> I've had, um, I think maybe the best barbecue sauce I've had so far might be Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. Yeah. And I don't think it uh, holds a flame. Well, I, I wouldn't uh, know. I have to try it. I, I find I consider myself an expert on this, so I would have to. Good Lord. Look at, look at Jamie Foxx ready to whip his master or something, I guess. Probably a master. Or at least yeah. you, you know it's a white person. Probably know that. I hear that uh, people walk away from this Django Unchained and they have a whole new. Um, appreciation for Jamie Foxx. Supposedly, he does a, a bang up job. Bang up job, yeah. Mm. Yep. he's he is the uh, he is the next um, famous black actor. Famous black actor. Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Yes. From this movie, I don't know. <laughs> well, then again, I haven't seen it yet. yet. I've, I've heard some pretty interesting. Um, tidbits about this little movie here as as have i um spike lee shame on you spike lee uh we talked about this before we actually started recording but um spike lee is upset about this film and is offended um, boohoo mookie <laughs> boohoo <laughs> and it's not the first time i feel like he, he gets upset anytime yeah some kind of yeah. like racial 
movie is made and he's not involved in it. <clears throat> he gets more PO'd about little little things than than Jesse Jackson and, and Reverend right. Al do. And he was upset. I mean, he had a whole uh, beef with um, Tyler Perry in his films. Um, he was upset when Ali was made because it wasn't made by a black man. It was made by Michael Mann. Oh, yeah. He was like, a black man should have made Did that Spike movie. Lee make uh, Malcolm X? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I was say I think I thought uh, Tom Hanks made Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great, um, but yeah, uh, apparently I guess uh, Jamie Foxx wasn't good enough to be nominated for an Oscar. No, um, so I guess we'll go through the nominations right now. Now again, I'm not uh, saying what my predictions are because um, <clears throat> I don't know. I really don't know yet. Uh, I need to do my research and look through all the other awards so far, and that's usually how I come up with my predictions. So for Best Picture, and there's 10 nominees that started a couple years ago. This is for what award ceremony? The Oscars. Okay, Oscars. For, I'm not going to do Golden Globes, although I might do a review yeah, the next episode, maybe. Well, if anything, I'll talk about what you know Tina Fey might have said. Right, right. That's all that matters. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, Amy Poehler. If, if Tina shined. And Amy. Um, <clears throat> best Picture. Amor, which is a foreign film from... Amore! Amore! Austria. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it. Amore! You have to Amore. say it like an Austrian would say it. Because that's where it's from. How, an Austrian? Yeah. They sound like Germans. Oh, okay. I'll say it like a German then. Amore! She's like... Fair enough. Um, Life of Pi. Yeah, heard about that. Um, Argo. Is that about a kid in a rowboat with a tiger? Something like the that. The whole yeah. movie takes place in a rowboat with a tiger. That's what it looks like. The tiger like. never eats him, no matter how long they're out to sea, and they're both hungry, and all the tiger has to do is just bite the kid's head off, and he's good, but he doesn't. I guess so. That's that's what it looks like. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. Um, apparently, it's supposed to look really great, like on film or whatever. I think it was even in 3D. What, Life of Pi? Yeah. Yeah. The next Avatar, I heard about it. <laughs> uh, Argo. Which I actually wanted to see, um, and a lot of people are. Argo. A lot of people that I, oh. I've heard that seen it, seen it said it's really That's good. That's Affleck's film, huh? Yeah. yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. Um, and, and your friend uh, That's one Daniel that I, Day Lewis. Well, one thing I did hear was that Sally Field. Sally Field is nominated for playing um, Abe's fatty, pig fatty wife. <clears throat> She's not that fat. Well, maybe in real life, but... but uh, no, no, Sally Fields is not fat in real life. She's a... No, I mean, like, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. That's her name, right? Mary Todd Lincoln. Yes, I think you're right. Wow, you know your... Um, My history? I get by. Yeah. Beast of Southern Wild. Well, I mean, I, if it wasn't for Abe Lincoln and his wife, who, you know, probably gave him advice every so now free and again, you wouldn't have a radio I, show. I, right I know, now. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd still be, you know, picking cotton somewhere. <laughs> um, Beasts of the Southern Wild, which I've never heard of, but I need to look into yeah, because of, of another nominee, which I'll get to later. Um, Silver Linings Playbook, which came yeah. out but had very little talked about, so I'm like, hmm. Another book that... And uh, this is another mm -hmm. movie, I think, Jamie Foxx... Wait, is it? No, not Jamie Foxx. Chris Tucker's in this movie because I was... Some people are kind of wondering, hey, what happened to him? Like, yeah, what, what did happen to Chris Tucker? After, after uh, uh, Fifth Rush Hour 3, which oh, didn't really... I was going to say, after his uh, performance in Fifth Element, maybe uh, people just couldn't take <laughs> him anymore. so long ago. <laughs> I mean, since then, like, Money Talks came out, and um, <clears throat> Friday, and... Uh, well, that, no, that was... Fifth Element was after Friday, I think. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, Django Unchained, 
best picture. So that's that's interesting. Yep, that should be fun if that wins. Um, Zero Dark Thirty, the uh, Bin Laden movie, as what oh, some okay, people yeah. call it. Yeah. And Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. Les Miserables. See, I'm sitting here trying to read it in English. Now, um, I was... Um, Les Miserable. <laughs> Les Miserable. Somebody said to me, how many times are they going to make that a movie? But I didn't. I thought this was the first time that Les Miserables was made nope. as a movie. It's like it's, the you know, 78th time. Really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've done it so many times, um, but I think each time they try to bring something a little new. Some sometimes they're this trying is the to be first time closer. with Russell Crowe. I'm assuming. Oh yes, this is the first time Russell Crowe Crowe's in it. First time Anne Hathaway is in it. Um, Hugh Jackman, aka Wolverine, he's in it. Keeps his claws inside though. <laughs> um, and I think what really what really impressed me, and I'm not that it's going to make me see the movie, is the. Um, the picture, the poster they have of that little girl with the hair blowing in the wind. Oh, yeah. Because it looks so much like the... What does that take place like during the French Revolution or something? I think so, yeah. yeah. The guillotine? I don't, the story is so long from... Because I tried to read it on Wikipedia. I'm like, I don't have time for this. So, yeah. And I don't really want to see it because I'm not that big on musicals or yeah. operas or whatever this is. I don't want to get less miserable. <laughs> <laughs> wasting it my, looks wasting miserable. Wasting my time with that... Because everybody with looks that miserable. silly Broadway... And sad... Thing, yeah. And crying, little, um, little girl hair flapping in the wind, yeah. Anne Hathaway getting her hair chopped off. It's and, just so sad. Yeah. I, I wonder think. if um, Hugh Jackman or uh, no, uh, first guy we said, uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I wonder if Russell Crowe like during a production flipped over a table of donuts at some point was all mad because he was miserable. He, he pulled a Christian bail and flipped <laughs> over a table of goodies. He would. He did something like that before. He didn't he throw a cell phone at somebody. <laughs> Where's my mac and cheese? <laughs> Flipped over a table. Uh, Tina Fey, we love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best actor. We have Bradley Cooper and Silver Linings. You'll Playbook. all have chins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great episode. There, that was a long is. time. Or, I mean, from our show. When yeah. We did the whole. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it, it's, always, it's always great to go back to it. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper from Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I might have Bradley to check out this Cooper. Movie. What's that song? Oh, oh, putting on the Ritz. Doesn't he mention Bradley Cooper in there, or somebody else with the last name Cooper? I'll say putting on the. Uh, um, it's a different Cooper, not Bradley Cooper, because this song came out yeah. like. In what, the does 40s say, or 50s. what does he say? What does he say? Just like Gary Cooper. <laughs> that would seem <laughs> more relevant. <laughs> Just like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> uh, our, our friend uh, Jowakin Phoenix. Lame, uh, lame. The master. Sometimes I can, I can feel can Wendy's feel. eyes, even though she's not here. Just like she's got those piercing blue like eyes. You just... are the dumbest human being in the world. <laughs> You're so lame. It's got those piercing oh, blue what eyes. Are, I can what, do it. What did you say? Jowakin Phoenix. Oh, Jowakin. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the master. I, and I, I can't help it. Every time I see it, that's... I heard um, that Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, Amy Adams. We're, we're getting are, there. Oh, okay, sorry. We're getting there. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis for the Lincoln. Nice. Um, I mean, he's just... He just he's won one. something before, right? I know oh, he's yeah. been nominated. I think he won twice so far. Um, Denzel Washington for Flight. And Hugh Jackman for Less, oh, yeah, that's the, uh, for Less Miserable. Less Miserable. Um, Denzel um, flies a plane upside down. A commercial jetliner mm-hmm. upside down. Yep. And lands it upside down. And everybody <laughs> survives, <laughs> remarkably. 
Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, <laughs> actress in a lead leading role. Um, Jessica Chastain. I'm not sure if that's how her name is pronounced, where but am I, where? Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. Um, Chastain. This is the name I, I should have been practicing. Uh, oh my God. Quevazane Wallace for Beasts of the Southern Wild, and I believe she now holds the record for being the youngest uh, actress. Isn't that being one nominated. of um, Isn't that one of Will Smith's kids? <laughs> No? <laughs> no, no, she isn't. No. But she's nine years old. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I think this is also her second time being nominated. Naomi she's Watts. the youngest person to be nominated twice. Naomi Watts for The Impossible. I like Naomi Watts. This movie, I don't, I don't really want to see at all. The Impossible? Yeah, it's about the tsunami that happened, and I guess this family survives. What tsunami? Uh, I think Japan? the one that happened in 2004. It was a while ago. Oh, in Indonesia? I think so. Oh. And last, Emmanuel Riva okay. for Amor. That's her, I'm that, assuming? Yeah. Mm. That's nice. You can just roll over with your mouse and get pictures yeah. of these people. Very nice. Um, How come Tilda Swinton isn't nominated for nothing? I guess she wasn't in anything <laughs> this year. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Um, so, actor in a sporting role. Uh, Alan Arkin, he's always oh, nominated like, every year. I love Alan Arkin. He is he's so awesome. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro, Silver Linings Playbook. More than even uh, if I had the ch- if I had the choice to to hang out for an entire day with either Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Bob De Niro, the legend, or Alan Arkin, I would choose Alan Arkin. He seems like he would be more chatty. He just seems like he's a thousand times more like cool. He's got stories, and he's got this gruff roughness to him. I'm not saying that Robert De Niro doesn't have that, but I don't know. Something more rough about Alan Arkin. I want my money today, today, today. Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master. Yep. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln, and Christoph Waltz again. Yeah, Christoph Waltz yeah. nominated for a Tarantino film mm-hmm. best supporting role. Did he win for Inglorious Bastards? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. From what I hear, his character is very similar to his character in Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Yeah. Well, yes, I shall see at some point. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. For mm. an actress in supporting role, we have Amy Adams from The Master, uh, mm-hmm. Sally Field in Lincoln, mm-hmm. uh, Anne Hathaway playing, playing who again? Uh, <laughs> Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> Um, yeah. Anne Hathaway in Less Miserables, yeah. uh, Helen Hunt in The Sessions. Why don't you go and Why don't you go to Helen Hunt for it? Yeah. <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> That's stupid. It is, but whatever. Uh, you chuckled. I chuckled. <clears throat> you you win. Uh, Jackie Weaver for Silver Linings Playbook. Apparently, who's, I didn't really need to. Who's that Jackie movie. Weaver? I don't know. Don't is that a guy pictures. or a girl? It's a girl. It's best actress or oh. supporting actress. Oh. oh. Okay. So yeah, um, the sessions. Helen Hunt plays a woman who um, is doing sexual things with a. Um, I think a paraplegic. Yeah, a paraplegic. Yeah. It sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, although it sounded like a film that uh, had come out like maybe fifteen years ago. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it is. Yeah. But I'm thinking it's Helen Hunt, but it might be Molly somebody else. I can't. Molly think Shannon. No. Maybe it's not Molly at all. Holly. Holly Hunter. Ooh, Holly Hunter. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up, but I, I don't feel like it right now. Holly Hunter. And the other guy in that film is Eric Stoltz, I think. Um, Eric Stoltz. He's a uh, Tarantino guy. Yeah, he, right. Um, he was in, uh, Re- uh, not Reservoir Dogs, the other one, um, mm, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. 
Who did uh, you just say? Holly. Holly Hunter. Uh, animated feature film. Um, Brave. Frankenweenie. Paranorman. The Pirates Band of Misfits, which is actually a little funnier than I thought it would be. And Wreck-It Ralph. <clears throat> I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> uh, Holly Hunter. You know what she looks like, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't need to show you a picture. No. She, um, she, I like Holly Hunter. Uh, yeah, I like her character in The Firm, the movie. I am going to do just a few more. I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, directing, we've got uh, Amor again with Michael Haneke. Haneke? Let me help you out there. Where were you seeing this, that? This, this one here. Whoops. Uh, again, this is that Austrian film. So. Haneke. Haneke. Okay, we'll go with Haneke. Beast of Southern Wild with, I'm going to say, Ben Zelton. That's Ben B E. Oh, B E N H. Ben. That's the fancy Ben. Well, he could be foreign, so maybe that's what that is. Oh, yeah, he's probably foreign. Oh, Ang Lee directed Life of Pi. Yeah, I think he's still trying to make up for Hulk. Oh, yeah? Is that what it is? Maybe. Did he make Hulk with Edward Norton? No, he made Hulk with... Eric Bean? No, I'm messing up everybody's name. Banna? Right Banna. There you go, Eric Banna. Um, <sighs> lots of CGI, apparently. Well, I mean, Hulk has to be CGI at this point, because there's no man alive that can do that other than what's-his-face. When I get mad, I, I, I kind of... Hulk up? <laughs> you you kind of grow like Instead of bulk up, I Hulk up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the gym to Hulk up. And then you're going to wreck it, right? I'm going to wreck it! <laughs> um, Lincoln... Steven Spielberg. Of course. And uh, Silver Lang's Playbook by David O. Russell. Never heard of that. No. Guy. That guy, yeah. Um, That's so rude. Never heard of that. Like he's just a you know, phantom. Just some guy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones worth mentioning in this this one before Who's I... this crazy cat? On TV? Sitting I don't know. He's been there all day. Asian. Asian I think that might be his wife. He keeps touching her leg. Yeah. Maybe his uh, mail order bride. Does Perhaps. she speak English? See, we don't have I'm assuming. Up, so we don't know. Yeah. At least it's not children with cleft palates. That's all. <laughs> yes, yes. At least it's not that. Yeah. Um, since we are both writers, I figured if we would only do it justice if we mentioned the writing categories and visual effects. Since we're sitting right next to it, okay. um, visual effects. We got The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Mm. I think this is only one of three awards that they've been nominated for. They didn't get Best Picture or anything. Peter Jackson must be yep. upset. You know what? You know what? Peter Jackson. He's got enough. Enough is enough, dude. He only need to. He only needed to make one film, The Hobbit. But he. This is an obvious like. Well, because power or whatever. I, you I'm call thinking, and in, in his defense, because maybe The Hobbit was so rich with story, he needed to split it up. Give me a break, dude. It was <laughs> it was a children's chapter book. I've never read it. I have no interest in reading it. It's it's very quick. It's a quick read. I've only wanted to watch this because it was filmed in like 48 films per second, but I'm like, I don't want to sit there for three hours to watch something <laughs> that I'm, I might be bored with. But I didn't really care for it, and I'm going to say it, I didn't care for Lord of the Rings. Any of them. Yeah, Actually, the gotta, first one was fun. You've got you've to um, you be a fan. Yeah. You've got to be a Tolkien fan. Right. And, Tolkien. And I'm, I'm not really. Yeah. Um, visual effects, Life of Pi. Again, from the trailers, it looks visually stimulating. The best part is when the tiger gets really, really frustrated <laughs> and hungry and eats the kid, finally. That's the best part. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, Marvel's The Avengers. I would want that one to win. But again, I'm not making predictions yet. Uh, Prometheus. 
Prometheus, yes. This is for writing? No, this is for visual effects. I'm oh. just doing it because it's here. Okay. Um, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, I and was not impressed. About to say, I the only thing that. you like about that is is um, yeah. Charlie's Theron coming out, coming out of the milk. milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was visually impressive. Other than that, yeah. And at first, I thought maybe those guards breaking into glass or robins or whatever happened. Not robins. Coal. Chunks of ravens. coal. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's not really whatever. Distracted by whatever. Oh, it's a TV for gold. Why do they always look so lame? Because <laughs> they are. Because lo- local commercials, especially Fast Eddie's Fast commercials, Eddie, are yeah. lame. Lame indeed. Okay, <laughs> writing, adapted screenplay. Good old Tom's commercials are pretty lame, too. Yeah, they're always the same. Mm. Always that guy. And people are convinced that he just must be dead and recorded these. Here's years a shout-out to the lady, and I'm, and I'm guessing she's Israeli. She's, she's probably from Israel. That's where I think she's from. She works Pence at... Israeli. Uh, she works at good old Tom's, the West Hartford location, which I've been to. Um, she's kind of rude. <laughs> um, and good old Tom's commercials um, do a very good job of making his stores seem very warm and friendly. And I guess if you don't look like you're cut from a certain cloth, mm-hmm. this woman w- wants nothing to do with you. She doesn't care if you're walking in with the necklace that the old lady from Titanic threw into the <laughs> ocean. If you don't look like you're uh, a reputable um, citizen, I guess. You have to come in with a top hat and a monocle. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twisting your mustache. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> But um, whatever your name is out there, lady, you're rude. You're very <laughs> rude, you know, and I'll never go to the West Hartford location ever again. Hmm. I just want, I, I wanted to see about my stamps. I have a gold stamp collection. Okay. And uh, I was just curious. I, I was not going in there with the expectations of uh, walking out with a zillion dollars because, you know, I figured, you know, gold-plated, you know, stamp replicas – wouldn't go for that much. Uh, if you get something nothing. for it. I didn't not. think anybody would give me anything because I kind of figured it was, you know, very little gold mixed in with a whole bunch of other crap. But you're just curious. I was curious. Right. And she was very rude to me. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry for, you, for that happening. What's I mean, we had a, I had a we similar. We take a break, don't we? We, we do. Um, but I had a, a, a Uncle, Uncle Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what is his name? You really buried yourself. Yeah, I did. What is his name, though? I forgot. Good old time. Good old time, right. Uh, a friend of mine, she was trying to, uh, she had an engagement ring that, not engage, yeah, she was trying to get rid of, but um, mm. they didn't really offer her much money for it, and there was only one guy there, so, and he was just blah, mm. so. Was yeah, it we the really West Hartford location? No, we were in the Hamden location, I believe. Okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let me read through these really quick. Dick Dickswell Avenue in Hamden. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible name, Dickswell. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. Okay. Um, Argo, Chris, Terry. I'm not going to read their names, um, except for the ones that I actually know. It's it's mean. I'm sorry. Argo, uh, best uh, Beast of Southern Wild, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and for writing original screenplay, we have a Morgan, Django Unchained, Django Unchained by Quentin Tarantino, Flight. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom with uh, Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola and Zero Dark Thirty. Roman Coppola is is he uh, in any relation to Francis Ford? I wouldn't be surprised. Did you know that um, our our friend, yeah, Uh, Olas Cage? He is. uh, He's a Coppola. Yeah, he is. We've got we've got all these uh, (sighs) special names for all these people. Zero Dark Thirty. What a 
gay name. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. It's but... it's supposed to be, you know, mysterious and impressive. But to me, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into it if I know what it means because I know it means. I'm sure it means something, but give me a break. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm not gonna go see that movie. Zero Dark Thirty. Ah! Well, this ends uh, part A of our uh, of our uh, what three part today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll be back in the next. This is episode ninety seven. Uh, dot com. We'll be back. What what?